0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Highly Debatable Sports Show. My name is Jacob Lindroth, and my partner today is Matthew Wright. He's a Nets fan, by the way.
1: No, I'm a Nets fan, by the way. I don't believe
0: anything he tells you. All
2: right. I am a Nets fan, by the way. I mean, I am. I, I, I root for the Nets, but I also love Jimmy Buckets, and it's hard to root against him, you know. Such a good story. So today we got a a great episode. We are going to start off with predictions for tonight. We're going to go into uh, what's up with the NFL, what's going on. And then for the first time ever, I'll be talking a little bit about the NBA here on the podcast. Now, Adam and Lenny has talked about the NBA a couple of times on the podcast, and uh, we'll we'll get into a little bit of that here in a little bit. So without further ado, predictions for tonight. Um, Lenny, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? No, I'll go ahead. Uh, all I've right, Ben.
0: I can't choose against Geno Smith. It's I don't have it within me to not root. Can't bet
2: against the West Virginia boy.
0: He's my favorite West Virginia quarterback of all time. That might strike a lot of people oddly because we. Why not Will family. Greer? Uh, Geno Smith. I I just have the best memories of watching him. Yeah. And Tavon Austin, Steadman Bailey, probably my favorite trio.
2: That was a nice squad, nice squad.
0: Yep. But tonight I've got the Seahawks
2: coming out on top 18 to 13. Wow, really low-score game. Yep. Um you, you don't have any faith in the Saints?
0: Uh it's not that I don't have any faith in the Saints, it's just like I feel like they struggle against mediocre teams mm-hmm. and the Seahawks are a little bit above mediocre in my opinion. So No, their defense is awful.
2: Their defense, their defense is like
0: one of the worst defenses in the NFL. It is, but they have I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. Maybe Jamal Adams, I don't know.
2: I don't think Jamal Adams is a problem.
0: He's not. He just doesn't I think he's overrated.
2: I also don't think he's overrated. I just I just personally think, I think that they're he has great. he has to be more of a leader on that defense. Um, but I also have the Seahawks just because you know they're my they're my other team other than the Browns. So I gotta root for them. But I'm nervous. Uh, I don't really have any confidence in the Seahawks tonight. I'm rooting for them and I want them to win because they are, of course, my other team. But I mean, I, I think Jameis. I think Jameis will do fine. I think he'll actually have a, a pretty mediocre night. Um. Yeah. So I think he'll be the James Winston that he was, on the Buccaneers, like just under the radar, having an okay game, nothing spectacular, like he did his first game this season where he had like five touchdowns. And 123 yards. Crossing my fingers that uh, they play well. But uh, other than that, I mean, the Seahawks still have a very good offense, okay? Even if Chris Carson, who I don't think is playing this week, doesn't play, and Alex Collins does, Alex Collins has put up very good numbers, and he's ran the ball very well in place of Chris Carson. I also think that Tyler Lockett, Geno Smith can throw the ball. I mean, he threw bombs down the field to Tavon Austin all the time. And Tavon Austin is just like a Tyler Lockett. So uh, I think that since they still have Tyler Lockett, I think the deep ball is still there. I think you just have to give Gino time, and that's one thing that this offense doesn't have is a line that can give Gino time. Uh, I think Gino will play better than he actually played against the Steelers. Uh, I think he played well against the Steelers. That's his first start in a long time, uh, but I think he'll play even better tonight. And then you have the most monstrous wide receiver in the NFL on your team. He's almost as big as you, Lenny. He's besides, huge. Besides Dan Dale- –
0: Besides Daniel Jones, he's, he's – Oh, okay.
2: A, Daniel Jones is <laughs> – all right. Um, receiver in the league. Yeah, okay. I mean, hey, if, if he's the best receiver in the league, then Derrick Henry's the best quarterback in the league. Yeah. They're both According 100%.
0: perspective, though, DK Metcalf is a solid – probably inch taller than me and about 30
2: pounds more of just straight muscle. Just straight muscle. That man has like a 12-pack. It's scary, yeah. He he's scary. But I, I think since they still have their weapons and I and Gino's good. G, like Gino's not a bad quarterback. I, I think I think they'll be fine. So I got Seahawks winning in a better fashion than you hey, do. Does Jamal Adams get a pick tonight? No, it'll bounce off the front of his helmet again. I th-
0: I think he gets one. I think he finally gets one. Blitzboy finally gets a pick. No. National headlines.
2: No. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think the, the, the Seahawks will have a single turnover. You better knock
0: on wood, man.
2: <laughs> I, I, I genuinely don't. See, I, I don't have confidence in the defense. I have co- great confidence in that offense. That offense is great when they have time to throw or when Russell's at the quarterback position and he can extend plays. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, the Seahawks aren't looking great aren't looking great, but I'm going to, I'm still going to pick them and I'm going to pick them in a game that is uh, pretty close. There were a lot of defense, even though the defenses aren't both that great and the offenses both at times can be very flashy. I'm going to go 27 to 17, 10 point game.
1: That's and, a good I, prediction.
2: and I got Seahawks. I got Seahawks. So, I mean, but I mean, anything can happen. Uh, it's also, I'm pretty sure at Seattle, which is a like, yeah. hard place to play, great environment if you are the Seahawks. I mean, it's great to play at home anywhere, but I just feel like that field in general, it's just something special. So I think the Seahawks get it done at home. Um, if not, I mean, they're going to be at the bottom of their division with the 49ers, and we thought that that would be a really tough division this year. And, I mean, it's still a tough division. I mean, it's it's still – a pretty hard place to play. I mean, if you look at uh, Arizona and then the Rams, I mean, they're, they're up there, but like the, those bottom two teams, they're still good. I mean, they're still hard teams to play, but yeah. I don't think that the 49ers or the Seahawks are playing up to the expectations that we had for them. Not a chance. No. No. But what's up with the NFL? So the first thing I want to say is what's up with your Panthers. That, that's one thing that I wanted to bring up this week, man. <laughs> Look at him sit back over there.
0: Oh, man. What's up with the Panthers? I said it last week and the week before that. They competed against the Cowboys, who a lot of people are saying is a top-five team in the league.
2: Which and, of course, the ESPN is hard. saying, are they contenders? Are they Super Bowl contenders? And yeah. they say that every year, even last year when they were 7-9. and nine. The Panthers compete, okay? They didn't yesterday.
0: With every team they they play, they've competed this year. Yesterday, I don't know what it is. I honestly think it boils down to play calling, in my opinion, because earlier on in the season, when the Panthers were being successful and they were having success, high-scoring games, beating their opponents, they were taking shots down the field. They were running some just misdirection plays, opening up the playbook for Sam Darnold, having faith in his arm. And yesterday they didn't. I
2: -hmm. think
0: he he threw like eleven for sixteen. Don't he had an awful game.
2: And they benched him at one point.
0: And that's not even that's not an awful game, though. Eleven for Mm -hmm. sixteen, if you like multiply that, that's twenty-two for thirty, like thirty-two or something like that. And that's that's really not terrible. But when you're not giving your quarterback the chance to throw the ball, to Mm -hmm. make a play, to have that trust in his arm. Yeah. And they did it yesterday. He had, I think he averaged less than 10 yards per completion. Wow. And they did they just aren't giving him a chance. And mm-hmm. without McCaffrey, they're just Yeah. I mean, they're just hung out to dry. But
2: so God, one God. one thing I noticed in that game yesterday is something that we've been saying about the Titans. But if if it's really anybody, it's the Panthers. Like we said that the Titans offense is just completely Derrick Henry and they use him as a cop out. Cop out. And for the last two weeks, we've seen that that's not true. I mean, Derrick Henry is the best running back so far in the NFL. Oh, yeah. And I I personally think he could. He's in the conversation of MVP. Um, And we were like, yeah, I mean, that that offense is just Derrick Henry. That offense is just Derrick Henry. But honestly, like it just has taken Ryan Tannehill to kind of like get a spark underneath him because he played phenomenal yesterday and he finally has a rhythm with Julio Jones and they're, they're getting a connection. And then AJ Brown is still a wonderful wide receiver. So I'm not really saying that that offense is Derrick Henry anymore, but I mean, you're going to utilize your, your best player Mm -hmm. as much as possible, but I don't think it's as much as a cop-out anymore like it was for the Panthers. I feel like the Panthers all those games that they put up big numbers, also look at the carries that McCaffrey had and then you'll see why they were winning and putting up so many points.
0: Yeah, but but to an extent though, you like you have to utilize a guy like McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have him in your game plan, who are you going to who are you going to use? Like who's the defense going to focus on because when McCaffrey's on that field Everybody's worried about what McCaffrey's gonna do, what routes he gonna run. Is he gonna run the ball? Are they gonna put him on a route? What are they gonna do? And they're so worried about that that it gets other receivers open down the field. And it's the same thing with the Titans. When Derrick Henry's on the field, you run it up the middle with Derrick Henry once. It's second and short. Everybody expects another run. But then you run a play action and hit Julio Jones over the middle. And that's just classic football. It's it's smart coaching, but Without a player like that, I mean, every team has that player that the defense is going to focus more on than others. True. For the Saints, it's Camara, and that's I think that's also why the Bucks have a lot of success is because they have three or four different receivers that the defense has, has to, take to focus one on double team. Them. Yeah. So it's just it just boils down to play calling for the Panthers, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I mean, when you don't have your MVP caliber offensive superstar then,
2: mm-hmm. then it's
0: going to be hard to win games
2: yeah mvp superstar ability what's up with jamar chase
0: uh he's not mvp level but he is right now rookie of the top year five he's a top five receiver in the league
2: oh well uh, he's he's number two or number three for uh most yards so far yeah, this year i
0: think it goes cooper cup at one still
2: no it's eight. Devontae Devonte Adams is number one.
0: No, I'm saying like it in terms of everything Cooper. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Down probably. Yeah, right now That's, is yeah. playing the best. But Devonte, and then probably Jamar Chase after yeah. Devontae Adams. But
2: so a stat came out today uh, at around two o'clock, and um, Jamar Chase. What? Why? He's one of the what's up? Um, is he is the only wide receiver? rookie wide receiver ever, to have seven straight touchdowns in seven straight games. The first ever to do it. I saw that. Isn't that amazing? It is. I, I think that he is going to be insanely special. Him and Joe Burrow. And, and really, that, this shouldn't even just be a what's up with Jamar Chase. It should be a what's up with the Bengals. Absolutely. Who day? 41-17. to 17. And Joe Cool, your man, threw 416 yards yesterday yeah.
0: against, a, against a very talented Ravens defense. A very, very talented. And electric defense.
2: Uzama, yeah. stiff-armed, and, and just completely yeah. took Marvin Humphreys and just Ten pushed touchdowns. him off
0: him. I mean, they're saying he's the best, one of the best tight ends in the league right now.
2: I'm going to ask you a question, okay? Yeah. Do you think the Bengals have a chance of winning the AFC North? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Do you think they'll beat the Browns?
0: Yeah. You think they'll beat the Browns? Once they play twice, I'm pretty sure, right? They do. Yeah, we so, uh, we think, play everybody
2: in the uh, AFC North twice. I think if
0: the Browns get healthy, mm-hmm. the second time that they play the Bengals, that I think the series will be one and one. Okay. But. Yeah, right now I can honestly see an AFC Championship game of Bills and Bengals or AFC just a playoff matchup of Bills yeah. and Bengals and that'd be a game to watch.
2: Yeah, well, it would. And and Joe Cool has that same mentality that Baker brought into the Browns. He he's a winner, you know. He he's a winner. And one thing that we thought was going to be um troublesome for the Bengals this year on offense was that offensive line. And I am giving them so much credit and so many props, man, because they deserve it. They deserve all the credit. They have been giving Joe time. And the only reason that Joe Burrow is able to throw 416 yards is because he's being protected this year.
0: Yeah. You know why I call Joe Burrow Joe cool? Why? That was Joe Montana's nickname.
2: Ah, you think he's the next Joe Montana?
0: I wouldn't go that far, but I would like, I do see if you watch their highlights, a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. They're both just very poised. Neither of them are very mobile quarterbacks, but they're mm-hmm. mobile enough to get the job done.
2: Get the job done. Yeah.
0: They both have very solid arms. I mean, Joe Montana is one of the best quarterbacks yeah, in the history of the game of football. I'm not saying Joe Burrow is gonna
2: reach that level, but he could he could I mean yeah, it's a possibility, yeah, so that guy's short i think cool. I think that if they win this if they make it to the Super Bowl this year, I think that the percentage of him being on that level goes even higher, yeah um a couple more what's ups I have for you, and then we'll we'll keep moving on. What's up with the chiefs i I've talked about it. You the said, last, hold last on, time out, time out, timeout, time out, time you, you said they don't lose two or three more games the rest of this, this year. <laughs> and they've lost three. Two or three. Two or three. Yeah. So your, lost, predi- your prediction was lost wrong. One game since I said that. Two. Two. The Titans, the Titans. The Titans. You said it at the church. And they've lost
1: to the Titans. And they've now lost to um, who they just played yesterday? The Titans. Oh, and the Bills, and the Bills. They lost yeah. to the Bills too. All
0: right. So,
2: you said they I don't lose two or three more games.
0: I stand and i corrected, but I still think that they can bounce back. I mean, I don't like, know. You can't count them out, man. I I'm I'm not I saying don't know. that they're going to bounce back and win a Super Bowl. I'm just saying like I think they're going to bounce back and finish with a positive record. But the problem is, I told you on the phone yesterday that Yeah. They try to overcomplicate the game of football. Yeah. And I get that they have a star studded offense. Tyree Kill is the fastest receiver in the league. Travis Kelsey is probably the best, one of the best route running tight ends in the league, besides mm-hmm. Darren Waller. Uh, you have Patrick Mahomes who can make plays at any given moment. Any moment. You're overcomplicating it. Just simplify the game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Run plays. Teams are figuring out your trick plays, your yeah. like, misdirections. Take, like, take eyes off of Tyreek Hill and throw to Nicole Hardman and then hit Tyreek Hill two plays later. I mean, teams are starting to figure that out, and you just got to slow it down. I feel like the Chiefs are always trying to run like crazy plays to mm-hmm. get on Sports Center, and I know that's not their goal, but I feel like they're so accustomed to running that flashy play style
1: mm-hmm. that
0: that's what they go to now. And I feel like they just need to simplify it back down to normal football. I mean, look at the Packers with Aaron Rodgers—simplest playbook out there. It's very simple. I mean, it's basically just letting your quarterback make his reads
2: and use Mm -hmm. his
0: great arm to make and legs and legs. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the Packers do run some like tricky stuff every now and then, but it's not to the level of the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, it's it's simple. A lot of the Packers' offense is crossing routes to Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. but I'm I just think the Chiefs are shooting themselves in the foot. And, it's, an, it's an internal problem. Yeah, it really is.
2: The pre-snap movement is is great. You know, like you you yeah. need that sometimes to get the ball down the field to to confuse the defense so that you can set up your plays. But it's you don't need it every play, no and they do it nearly every play. Every single play. You, you've you got either Tyreek Tyre Hill running behind the running back on the all the way on the other side, or, or you have McCall Hardman doing the exact same thing the very next play on the opposite side of the field. Then you, you have so many people moving back and forth, and so then you're just like, okay, like this just it, – it's honestly like tiring to watch sometimes yeah. because and you're – Go ahead.
0: I think a big problem the Chiefs have – is they, they have one of the toughest schedules in the NFL, undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to test themselves in the regular season so that when playoff time comes, they're going to be better off. But they don't have a good defense.
1: Mm-mm.
2: I
0: think we can all agree that they have decent players on their defense. Their Thornhill defense and good.
1: Tyron
2: Matthew are basically the only people that that can yeah. hold that defense together when the when you the know, ball gets to the second level.
0: Yeah, you have a decent D line, but it's still I mean, I think their problem is is the defense gets scored mm-hmm. on and then the offense tries to play keep up. Yep. And it just doesn't work because they're not poised when they when they mm-hmm. get down, they look flustered. Very, I don't know if that's just me, but they look no, very, scared very, and flustered. Yeah. And it's because they the Chiefs have not been used to losing for three or four seasons now.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that's something Mahomes said is when you have a team like this, when you're trying to create a dynasty, you're going to face those seasons. I mean, I'm pretty sure Tom Brady has had a rough stretch of games in his career at some point or another.
2: But what makes him great is he's been able to come back back. to
0: those games. So we'll see if Mahomes doesn't bounce back the rest of the season, Mm -hmm. then we'll have to go from there. But right now, I'm not counting the Chiefs out. But they don't look like a Super Bowl team.
1: No,
2: I'm pretty sure that the Buccaneers last year they they were ten and six at the end of the regular season, weren't they? Yeah, they weren't. They weren't solid. And and they still came and down and won the game. So I mean, me personally, I have after the first game, I said these Chiefs are questionable because if the Browns that first game. Even if the so so I'm I'm trying to take my biased opinion about the Browns and move it away. So even the Browns, if the Browns are a four and three team, they've lost a lot of close games. You can say that they're not that good and they're overrated. That team whooped the Chiefs until the fourth quarter, you know. So you can say that I've known that the Chiefs were shaky since that first game. I still think in every single game that they've played they've had chances where they could win the game. But at the same time, I mean, they, they got blown out yesterday.
1: Yeah,
2: they, they 100% got blown out. And we were talking yesterday and we talked about, and I told you, I said, this Patrick Mahomes looks like the Patrick Mahomes from Texas tech. And you said that you believe that it was the defense. And I said, the defense shouldn't, struggle him that much you know because he played in the big 12 so like playing catch up shouldn't be hard for him because when he played in the big 12 he had to play catch up all the time you know yeah, but the
0: nfl is a whole different story
2: and we said that too we yeah. said that too but it's like if you're used to playing catch up ball like you know how to play the game while playing catch up you know so i just feel like this team can't just say it's all the defensive problem. Like the offense has to take some responsibility. And I think that responsibility starts with the offensive line because Texas Tech Pat Mahomes, that's really where the improvisation came from. So if you go back and you watch any of his Texas Tech days, he was extending plays 40 50% of the time for Texas Tech getting out of the pocket, and trying to throw the ball downfield. And that's where he he really learned that. And then that's a lot of what he's had to do when you look back at it his whole entire time at the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And now it's even more noticeable this year.
1: Yeah.
0: I think, like I said, the Chiefs shoot themselves in the foot a lot. Yeah. they If you watch it, Mahomes almost immediately rolls out of the pocket on most yeah. of their plays. And I think that he kind of makes his offensive line look bad. I feel like off- he has smart. no trust in them. Yeah. And that's why he's just scurrying out of the pocket immediately. Yeah. And Mahomes is a smart quarterback. I mean, there's been many coaches, Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich went to one of his workouts uh, when it was like his draft year. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich said that they were quizzing Mahomes and telling him to call out plays and like check linebackers and safeties. And he was just rattling off these, like, like the phrases and stuff that the quarterbacks use and mm-hmm. Bruce Arians and Byron left, which both just looked at each other and said "That's stuff that it takes like solid quarterbacks three and four years to learn. Wow. And Mahomes is a smart quarterback, man. He just, he just needs to play like it. Quit trying to play yeah. hero ball.
2: Yeah. yeah but and And that's, it's like I said at the church when, when we talked, I said, Mahomes, this is going to come down to a couple things big head and staying humble, you know? And it's proven that quarterbacks that are paid a lot of money get a big head and then they can't perform. And, and, and so far, that statistic is being proven right now. This is statistically his worst year in the NFL, you know? And, and even Brady has had off years. That, that's okay. But like the money part of it, the, the big head, the humbleness. And then I also think that like it's affected him because every week that his brother has been in the media and played bad and, and not played bad, but he's, his brother's done something bad. He's ended up playing bad. And I know that we, we talked about it last week and you're like, well, he's professional. I don't think it's really affecting him on the field. It might be affecting him on the field. It really uh, I still might. I don't think it is. Well, the next time something happens on TikTok. I'm going to watch the Chiefs next week. And you would be like, he played that again. And and we can talk about it on Monday. Um, The last what's up,
1: okay, is what's up with the Arizona Cardinals?
2: Do you think – They're the best. Do you think that they have a 100% guarantee to the playoffs?
0: Oh, yeah, dude. They're, I mean, even if they lost every game the rest of the year, they're still probably close to a wild card spot. And they're obviously not going to lose every game the rest of the season, barring injury.
2: Yeah. Knock on wood. Hopefully nothing bad happens to them.
0: Right now, their offense is, I mean,
2: I don't even know. Unstoppable. Unstoppable.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like watching the Chiefs two years ago. Yeah. Hey, Kyler Murray is – I mean, he, people said that he was too small to be a good quarterback. He found a way around it. Uses his legs. He's got a cannon for an arm, no doubt about
2: cannon.
1: it.
0: And then they added Zach Ertz at tight end, who had a really nice touchdown grab yep. yesterday. Showed the yep. wheels off a little bit. Yes, he did. And they just have a – and guess what? When he caught that touchdown, every person on that offense went over and patted back and gave him, him yeah. a hug.
2: Because you know he, he missed the Eagles. Yeah,
0: they welcome them in with open arms, and that's which is awesome.
2: That's a great culture.
0: It is, and the chief, uh, not the Chiefs, but the Cardinals are reminding me a lot of the Chiefs. Two or like one or two
2: years, the ago. young Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. And Ma- I
0: don't. Go ahead, what go ahead. What I fully expect to happen is the Chiefs, or not? The, I keep saying the Chiefs, man, but the Cardinals. When the Cardinals lose their first game, people are gonna say. They're, overrated. Yep. they're overhyped. Yep. But, I mean, for a team to go undefeated in the NFL is rare. Mm-hmm. It, it is rare. So they're they're going to lose their games, but yep. that doesn't count them out as a team. So mm-hmm.
2: if, I, if I was a Cardinals fan, I would be saying I hope it's Thursday night. I hope that I lose to the Packers, and then after that just absolutely set a fire down in my soul so you know that the next time you do play them, You've already played them once you lost and you can get them back. That's going to be a great game. Oh, it's thirt—it's this um, Thursday night. Yeah. Great game, man. Cool. I honestly, and it's so hard to pick against the Cardinals and we can get into this if you want to talk about it for a little bit, but we don't have to. Um, I want to pick the green Bay Packers because Aaron Rodgers is playing so good right now and their defense is playing so good right now. And I hope they win. Um, but the reason I think that the Cardinals will win, and this is why I brought them up because it's not really what's up with the Cardinals. It's what's up with Cliff Kingsbury. I am very, very, very proud of him and what he's done with the Cardinals. A lot of people just like Kyler Murray thought that he was going to be off in the NFL and that he wasn't going to do good, and and I'm I'm surprised. I didn't think he would – Incorporate over into an NFL scheme, being a college coach and not even being a great college coach, but no, but he's, his second he's year coach,
0: he's coached some improvisers and yep. he's used to that type of quarterback, Mahomes. Yep. Now he's got Kyler,
2: yeah, okay. but yeah, I I think I think he's gonna get it together. I watched a video on TikTok today, and um, he's the first coach, uh, I think, since the early 1900s. Um,
1: 1970 something. I think it was 1970 something. The last time that they went seven and zero, um,
2: it might not even been then, but it was a very, very long time. First time that they they've been seven and zero, um, as a football team, and that's just that's just insane. Like to to be one of the the second coach ever for the Cardinals to have a seven and zero start. Yeah. So big big props for him and I'm I'm excited for what they do the rest of the season. Yeah.
0: If they if they beat the Packers, are they just they if they beat the Packers Thursday night, they have to be the unanimous decision for the best team in the league. And I know they are right now, but if they beat the Packers, it's yeah. I mean, they they might as well just be a surefire shot to the NFC Championship if they stay I, healthy.
2: I was getting ready to say the exact same thing because if you look at the rest of their schedule, it's almost a guaranteed win.
0: Yep, but can they weather the storm? That's the question, man. And who
2: knows? Who and and the one thing is stay staying humble while staying you win, healthy. humble and healthy. Double H, because I mean it. it Even if they lose, I still think they're the number one team because if you look at all the teams that they've beaten so far, they've beaten some really good teams—Browns to name one, the Rams to name another. Like they've they've beaten really good teams that are like considerably top ten teams, the Titans, Titans. and and the Titans have beaten the Bills and the Chiefs, but lost to the Jets. So, any given any any given Sunday in the NFL. Do you have any whats ups that you want to talk about what's going on in the NFL? Yeah, I have
0: okay, actually go got something that came to mind. So okay. last week I talked and one of my life's too short to check down things was I think that the Colts come out on top of their division.
2: I uh, yeah, I'm 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 liking that a lot. <laughs> oh, one there was only one stupid bad play that I saw Carson Wentz make last night. Yeah, and, he tried to
0: shovel pass, but it got tipped out of his hand. Yeah, to be fair.
2: And that ball was soaking wet, and it was yeah. like a torrential downpour the whole yeah. entire game. So, like, I understand that. Only dumb play I saw him make. Other than that, the Colts looked great. Um, Mo, Mo Alley-Cox is yeah, the real deal. Wait,
0: I said it. Yeah, he, I've said it for years, dude. He played power forward at VCU. That's insane. When shock a smart coach there.
1: Oh, wow, and I didn't know
2: that.
0: He was a tank on the basketball court. Wow! And if you ever wondered mm-hmm. how basketball players transition into playing tight end in the NFL, pretty you know, well, Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, and I'm not saying Mo Ali Cox is like Tony Gonzalez, no. but I mean, I helps. think it's a different style of tight end. Yeah, when you're in the end zone, just throw yeah. it up to the big guy. Every That's John Vall. But let's th- let's talk
2: about Michael Pittman Jr. Poor freaking T.Y. Hilton. There's no need <laughs> really for him to come back. Dude, Pittman Jr. three receptions,
0: hundred some yards, touchdown, moss the crap out of a defense, yep. ice the game. Yep. I I've drafted him in fantasy this year. I've been keeping up with him since he was in his college days at mm-hmm. USC. On I watch his YouTube YouTube
1: channels.
2: channel. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's a great dude. Great guy. Humble guy. Loves the Lord. Loves his family. Plays a game of football extremely well.
2: Extremely well I and humbly.
0: Yeah, he's got the upside of like a Larry Fitzgerald type of receiver mm-hmm. where he's got the big stature.
2: Yeah. He's, he's not he's even big, nice. like big wise. His he's arms are just so super long. long.
0: He's he's like six two, six three.
2: Yeah. He he just
0: he's a go getter on the football field. He loves footballs. Yeah, and the Colts need
2: to take advantage of that. Yes. And the one thing that I've noticed this year is that like he hardly ever goes into the double digits ranges of catches. He he oh, no. will he has a general range of like three to seven catches per game, but he's almost every single week has a, a hundred reception yards. Yeah, it's because he he's a deep threat, it, yeah, dude. He's, he's one of the best averages, deep threats.
0: He probably averages one fifty yard catch a game.
2: One hundred percent. Yeah, he's clutch. I also think that Jonathan Taylor. It has to be in the conversation of top five running backs this year. Yeah. Um, And TK's
0: trying to get him from me in fantasy right now. TK's
2: trying to take him from you? Oh, no, TK. Um, But I don't even think that either of us had him in in our top five this year, did we? Not to start the season. Right now, though, he deserves to be in the top five, if not top three. He's had a tremendous year. And I heard a stat either last Monday when they played the Ravens or last night that every single year that he's been in the NFL so far, he has been in uh, the top three for running backs with uh, receiving touchdowns and running touchdowns and yardage. So, I mean, we I'll be personally honest. I've slept on this guy, and he's good. Like, like he he's really good. Like, he needs to be in the conversation with um, Nick Chubb and Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook. And um, Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry, yep. and this is me being personally honest. I think he's a better running back right now than Saquon Barkley.
1: See,
0: I I stats, don't know whether to stats stats, stats it is stats. And here's the thing: I think right now he is. Mm-hmm. But but when Saquon was. In his prime, and that's sad to say, man. Because Saquon—he's be young; his prime right he should now.
1: be,
2: yeah.
0: And he—I think Saquon's going to be one of those players that was yeah. hyped up in college, has a great rookie year,
2: tremendous shows flashes.
0: Everybody says that he's still got it; He's still got the chance. But I don't know if Saquon will ever be, be where he was supposed to be at. Backs are doing because right now, yeah. the level that Saquon started at. He should be a top three back in the league, one hundred percent, even top seven. I don't think he's top ten. I, I can right. I can
2: name three or four he's more that are better in
0: him. He's on the fringe, but Jonathan Taylor right now is better. I'd take him
2: over Saquon Barkley. <laughs> this sun just came out, scared me. <laughs> I'm
0: taking, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm taking Taylor over Barkley every day.
2: I think the Colts make it. possibly make it to the playoffs. I, I still, think, yeah, it's. I said
0: that they could finish on top of their division. And I really think they could.
2: I still think the Titans are probably the best team in that division though. I agree. Um, agree. I think, it, I think Titans win that division as of right now. Um, and they, they've beaten two of the best teams in the last couple of years back to back. So if they're still on a roll and Derek Henry's still putting up the numbers and he has another 2000 yard year, you got to put him in the MVP conversation. Uh, MVP can't just Henry, be keep, – keep, go ahead, go ahead.
0: If he gets another 2,000-yard season, then he's in the conversation for top
2: 10 running backs of all time. Yeah. Because that's rare.
0: That is rare.
2: I mean, he's on pace to do it. I mean, yeah. he, he he is on pace to do it. He's still 200 yards ahead of everyone else. So, uh, you got any more what's-ups or you want to go ahead to the NBA? Uh, we can go ahead and
0: jump into the NBA, but I definitely do think the Colts sneak into the wild card spot.
2: Oh, I, I agree. Pace up. I agree. Keep this pace up. I think they need to go on a couple of runs and get a couple of wins in a row to boost their confidence because I think this is the best that we've seen Carson Wentz um, since the, the year that he played with the Eagles that they went to the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah,
2: He's just not getting credit for it. Even with two sprained ankles, I mean, he's still, he's still playing great. And he still looks good. I mean, he does. He does. And he, I think he deserves a little bit more credit. Yeah, so, and I, I would like to formally apologize to
0: the man because at the beginning of the season, we were both throwing some hate on him. A little bit. Uh, I've, a little bit, yeah. It wasn't hate on him as a person because he's a no, great No, he's a great man. He's always had the potential to be a great player. Mm-hmm. But he just has never – I mean, since hit that, like, MVP caliber season he had in Philly. Yeah. I mean, he didn't show anything else after that. But now he's finally regaining it. So, good good for him.
2: So, your team is the Celtics. You already called me out saying that I was a Nets fan. <laughs> um, your nope. boys are the Celtics. Yep. And – this is this is really just an outlook because I, we can do some predictions uh, on another day. I know you said that you wanted to get try to get Adam on here to do a predictions. Um, I'm going to give my two favorite teams to watch right now, um, and then you can give a couple teams that you like to watch right now. Um, yeah. The number one team, I think, is everybody's favorite team right now, and that's the Bulls. Uh, I'm happy to see the Bulls be yeah. the Bulls again, you know, I'm happy to see jumping out of the gym, slamming the ball in the hoop, having some electricity to the name of the Bulls again. Um, And I love seeing people actually um, get behind Alex Caruso. I mean, he's not a bad ball player at all. And and he, he can play defense. I mean, he looks like he's out there trying to win another ring. I mean, he, every single loose ball he is literally diving for. And Alonzo Ball is playing probably the best that he's played so far in the NBA. And we talked about that yesterday. And then he, for a point guard, bro, he got up there and, and he stuffed. Um, I don't remember who it was at the rim, bro. It yeah. was a nice block. And he jumped with him and stayed there. And then the next team, who if you would have th- talked about this the preseason, I said, no, nah, they'll, they'll be the worst in their conference, the Timberwolves. Um, uh, Carl, Cat, and Ants, uh, the, the two little animal names. They're going to have a great year together. And I think that the Timberwolves can sneak in at the last spot and make it in to the playoffs. Um, yeah. This is the second year of their new coach, and they have had one of the um, – best offensive percentages for any team when they fired their head coach last year and they brought in uh, their new one. And his name just slipped the top of my tongue. Um, But once once he took over operations for the Timberwolves, they – Isn't it
0: Sanders or something like that? I don't know. Let me just look it up. But I do agree with you on the Timberwolves for sure. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns that that guy's gone through a
2: lot. The past Chris years. Finch. Oh, okay. F i n c h. Nice. Um. But yeah, he he took over, um, for their old head coach, and ever since he came in, he ha- has basically. Been one of the best offensive minds in uh, the NBA, and I think that they'll go pretty far. I don't think they're going to be one of the top teams, like like um, the Warriors are. I think the maybe Warriors actually act, maybe eventually, but I think the Warriors quite possibly have a chance at winning um, their division. Um, but other than that, those are those are the two teams that I've really enjoyed watching so far. Um, and we can we can talk a little bit more about NBA, but those are the two the the, the two things that I wanted to bring up really quick was the Bulls and the Timberwolves. Well, what about yeah. you? And you're going to say the say, Bulls.
0: I would say the Bulls, and I said it before preseason even started mm-hmm. when they acquired Lonzo Ball and Demar Derozan. I knew that that team was going to be for real because mm-hmm. even last year they were still a decent team
2: with Zach Levine. Zach-
0: Zach Levine is super underrated, criminally underrated. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Kobe White is not healthy for the Bulls right now. Mm -hmm. But when he comes back, that's another option at point guard. Mm -hmm. You could splatoon him and Caruso because I would be keeping Lonzo on the floor. Yeah. And I have a lot of bias towards Lonzo because I've been a large supporter of the ball family ever since they came onto the scene. I love Lonzo ball. Leangelo was my favorite. I wish that he could get a legit shot, but I mean, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Romello's doing his thing, but he's doing his thing well. Yeah. Lonzo is probably a top three favorite player in the league for me. And he has been, even since he was on the Lakers. Because who doesn't, I mean, who doesn't want a six foot six lengthy defensive point guard who's going to go out and get you steals and facilitate clamps? Yeah, Yeah. he doesn't shoot any crazy shots. He shoots the shots that come naturally to him. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And he can get up. Yeah, he can. He can get up. Yeah. Let me see if I can pull that up. So then other than the Bulls, who else are you excited to watch? The Sacramento Kings.
0: Really? They have Mr. Off Knight, Davian Mitchell. He He has clamped up. He has clamped up Paul George, Damian Lillard. Uh, he didn't really clamp up Steph,
2: but he did get a couple steals on Steph. Because I think Steph will be MVP this year, yeah. in my opinion. If he keeps healthy. Yes. Um, but why, other than that, why the, uh, the Kings? Why the Kings? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, De'Aaron Fox is a special player, in my opinion.
2: Who's uh, highly underrated as yeah. well. There's a lot of underrated guys in the NBA. I think there's more underrated athletes in the NBA than any other sport because you there's more. There's Yeah. There's there's more underrated athletes in the NBA because the NBA really is like the name team. Like the Lakers, the Nets, the Celtics, like whatever your big name star is, that's who you're going to watch on a weekly basis. And then you you forget about the kids. Well, they're not really – well, they are kids. Like, they're, they're our age right now <laughs> playing in the NBA. Yeah, And, like, you forget about them. And they're on these teams, and they're absolutely nasty. Yeah,
0: like, I mean, the Kings – and other than the Kings, the Rockets.
2: Did you see yeah. that shot that he had the other night? Jalen Green, yeah. Yeah.
0: Dude, Jalen Green had a 30 ball against the Celtics last night. And he – he is jumping out of the gym, as we all know he can. Yeah. But the craziest thing is, he's like 20 years old. He's literally our age. Like he's 19, 20 years old, and he's competing out here against NBA veterans, and he looks decent.
2: Yeah, he does. Can you see this? Yeah, I can. Okay.
1: For you. Let's go,
2: Iron. And then good hustle, hands. Everybody's digging for the basketball here. Watch Lonzo. Man, you forgot I'm 6'6". Don't yeah. bring that weak stuff in here, boy. It's a block party. Make sure you get the invitation.
0: Here. Get it out of here. That's <laughs> on a center. He said, like, get it out of here.
2: Dude, I didn't know Lonzo was
0: 6'6". Yeah, he's, he's not a small guy. Hmm. And you, then you got foot
1: 6'7". And okay, DiAngelo so.
2: Angelo is like 6'5". Poorly, angelo he, he got Dude, a chance he,
0: he needs his
2: shot to play in it he
0: did well in the summer league that's what great
2: he he's yeah. a shooter he is a shooter I think he'll I think he'll be on a team at some point um, if
0: anybody gives him a chance man because I think he really could
2: I think they will um those were those are pretty quick I thought we were talk about them yeah. a little bit longer two people that you are looking forward to watch this year um mine is Steph Curry because I think that he has quite possibly a chance to win MVP. If Clay does not come back until the end of the season, I think it's a one hundred percent sure lock that he wins MVP. If Clay comes back sooner than later, um, my money is on Kevin Durant because he has the quickest uh, to a hundred points of his whole entire career so far. So he is playing at a level that he has not played yet, which is scary to think about because he he is in my opinion, top three um, in the NBA right now. So he is playing at the best level that he has ever played at. He has scored uh, 100 points in a season as quick as possible. So watch out for him in the Nets. It's going to be a crazy year. Um, the whole Kyrie situation, since he's not back, we don't got to get into that because that's just a whole entire different debate and topic Um but since I, Kyrie's not going to be playing, Kevin Durant is going to be picking it up and absolutely uh, balling out. Yeah, an MVP, MVP year, in my opinion. I, Two people I, you're I, excited to watch: uh, Jalen Brown see. and Jason Tatum. I'm
0: not going to say that just because the Celtics are my favorite team, but yeah, I mean, I don't. That's just it's a tough. Tough thing to say because I don't want to say any of the, like, mainstream players that everybody sees on SportsCenter
2: every morning. Oh, so you're trying not to be like me? I, I'm i trying not – kind of, but – But, I mean, those two people are, are like – they're good, solid picks. I mean, yeah. Steph Curry's balling out. He's already had multiple 40-point game,
1: games. All right. I would say – LeBron James. <laughs> no. I, I'm sticking with
0: Jason Tatum because okay. he's had a rough start to the season. Yeah. And I think he'll regain he'll bounce his back confidence or whatever because he's mm-hmm. been he hasn't been shooting the three ball well. But he put on probably 20 pounds of muscle in the offseason. And you can tell, you can tell. And my second player I would say Lonzo, but we already talked about him. So yeah. I'm say I, I
2: don't that. think Lonzo can win MVP. Well, th- this isn't an MVP conversation, just that you're excited to watch him.
1: Yeah. Uh, Devin Booker. I love D book yeah. I do too.
2: I'm, can I change one of my answers? Instead of Katie's my favorite player. So I'll, I'll scratch that since you said Lonzo is your favorite player and you don't want to kind of be like that. I cannot wait to see Clay Thompson get back on the court. We, I told you this yesterday. He has not played a game of basketball
1: since Kawhi Leonard was a Raptor. Uh, Russell Westbrook was on the Thunder,
2: and there's one other crazy stat. Um, oh, oh, Kevin Durant was still a Warrior, so. That's how long that it's easy. been. Oh, and uh, uh, Kyrie, oh, wow, Ir- Kyrie Irving was still a Celtic. Yeah, that is insane. And that was the last time that he's played a game of basketball. He is probably the mo- like the number one person I'm-, I'm looking forward to because you know as soon as he hits his first three, Oracle, Oracle Arena is going to lose their mind, and he's going to get so hyped. Uh, and, and he's now rocking – I, uh, I have Vance, which is pretty dope, and I like that. So, yep. I'm, exi- I'm excited to see him play. Big play, Clay. Big play, Clay. Man, um, we might have to go to an NBA game. We're going to an NFL game. You might have to. Well, that is all we have for you guys today. Uh, we were talking. Hopefully, we can get some kids uh, from the West Virginia area on uh, for basketball this year. Uh, Football season's kind of ended. I wish we would have been doing this before. Maybe we could have gotten some high school guys on here from the football team um, to talk. But hopefully we can get some basketball kids on here. We also want to get Braden on here before uh, Wesleyan has their debut. And we also want to get our buddy uh, from the Hoops Across the Mountain State podcast, look that up, Uh, Taylor Kennedy. Get him on here. That man knows basketball more. Than anybody uh, that you can think of, uh, but Lenny, tell them where they can find us at, and uh, let's sign off. Yep, the usual: uh,
0: Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, and Anchor.
2: Yes, sir. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, share it with your mother, share it with your brother, and share it with your great grandmother. So share it with the world. Just share. I mean, look at these beautiful faces. We're just trying to share some smiles, and we we love sports. Yeah, I mean, you just. It's, in a, it's an escape from the real world, even though we have uh, college going on in real life. It's a great way for us to say, you know what, let's focus on the sports world and we'll, we'll take care of the rest of it throughout the week. Uh, we hope that this brings a smile to your face and we hope that you'll stay tuned as we talk more about, hopefully, all
1: kinds of different things in different sports. Uh, thanks for checking us out. We'll see you. Peace, everybody. Lenny hit him with the.